It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. There is no greater official honor for me than to stand on this floor and to speak for the people of San Francisco. This I will continue to do as a member of the House, speaking for the people of San Francisco, serving the great state of California, and defending our Constitution. And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi on Thursday announced that she would not seek to stay on as leader of the Democrats in the next Congress. And she spoke the words that it really was time to hear. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. Nancy Pelosi spent two decades leading the Democratic Party in the House. And at 82 years old, she said it's time to turn control over to the next generation. Good move. So about her two lieutenants, the 83-year-old Steny Hoyer said he also plans to step aside as the number two Democrat, though he will remain in the House representing Maryland. As for the third leadership member, Jim Clyburn, House Majority Whip, well, says he wants to stay in leadership, but he agreed to seek a new position. So there's that. So who's coming in? Well, as expected, Friday morning, Hakeem Jeffries announced his bid for House Democratic leader in a generational shift that would make history. If elected by his fellow House Democrats, as is expected, the 52-year-old New Yorker would be the first black lawmaker to lead a party in Congress. Earlier Friday morning, Catherine Clark, Congresswoman from Massachusetts, announced her bid for minority whip, the number two position, while Congressman Pete Aguilar of California is expected to run for caucus chairman, that's the number three position. And speaking for myself alone, though it's nice to see a generational change in leadership, a more progressive, friendly leadership trio would have been much preferred. Just saying. So while it's now settled that the Republicans will control the House of Representatives and the Democrats will control the Senate, there are still a few races undecided. In Colorado, maggot candidate Lauren Boebert is headed to a recount after a surprise, strong challenge from her Democratic opponent, Adam Frisch who condemned Boebert as an angertainment celebrity. Ooh. With almost all of the votes counted, Boebert leads by 0.16 percentage points, or 551 votes out of nearly 327,000 counted. And on Thursday, as Nancy Pelosi was delivering her speech announcing that she'd stepped down from her leadership, the Republicans showed an unsurprising lack of civility. The man poised to become Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, didn't even bother to show up while other members of the House Republican Caucus press conference, alleging that they'd uncovered crimes committed by President Joe Biden's family and announced that they plan on issuing subpoenas and drawing attention to the Bidens, focusing on the president's son, Hunter, even though there's no evidence suggesting that President Biden was involved in his son's business dealings. And it begs the question, have you checked out the Trump family? Moving on to Twitter, hundreds of Twitter employees resigned Thursday before a 5 p.m. deadline that the new owner, Elon Musk, had given for people to decide whether to leave or sign a pledge agreeing to work, quote, long hours at a new hardcore version of Twitter. More key engineers left than expected, which one employee said would cause the system to stop if it hits a problem. 
Elon Musk, who blew $44 billion to acquire Twitter, was joined by some of his advisors to meet with some so-called critical employees, hoping to get them to stay. Musk had earlier laid off half of the company's staff and fired internal critics. And following the mass exodus on Thursday, the employees who chose to remain received an email telling them that Twitter's offices will be temporarily closed and badge access will be restricted through Monday. Is this thing still on? A federal judge on Thursday blocked a key portion of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's Stop Woke Act. You know, the bill intended to police speech and classroom content at state colleges and universities. U.S. District Judge Mark Walker called the measure, quote, positively dystopian. He said it violated the First Amendment rights of both students and faculty who, under this law, had been given standing to sue educational institutions for exposing them to potentially uncomfortable material, including the 1619 Project on American Racial History. When he introduced the bill in 2021, DeSantis said it would give, quote, businesses, employees, children, and families tools to fight back against woke indoctrination. The ruling from Judge Walker ran 138 pages, and it's being heralded as a major win for campus free speech by the groups who challenged the state. DeSantis, as you would expect, has said he will appeal. Well, thousands of unionized Starbucks workers at more than 100 locations across the country walked off the job Thursday to protest the company's refusal to engage in good faith negotiations with stores that have voted to organize. Workers United is the union representing thousands of Starbucks employees. They dubbed the nationwide day of action the Red Cup Rebellion because the walkout was to counter Starbucks' annual Red Cup Day. The strike came two days after the National Labor Relations Board asked a federal court to issue a nationwide cease and desist order to stop Starbucks from firing workers for engaging in union activity. The NLRB has accused Starbucks of more than 900 labor law violations over the past year. Bernie Sanders expressed solidarity with the thousands of employees who walked off the job on Thursday, posting on social media that CEO Howard Schultz is illegally union busting and firing workers for organizing. He tweeted, I'm proud to stand with Starbucks workers on strike today across the country. Mr. Schultz, it is time to recognize the stores that unionized and negotiate with workers in good faith. And finally, the National Weather Service warning that a powerful lake effect snowstorm will likely paralyze Buffalo and other hard-hit communities this weekend. The storm, which already started dumping snow on parts of the area Thursday, could bury parts of western New York in up to four feet of snow. The warnings could remain in effect for several days. Some areas are expected to get three inches of snow per hour for long periods of time. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.